This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eutelsat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. Prime Minister Nikolai Tuka says Romania will have the necessary gas to cover demand for the coming winter. Romanian weather experts warn that extreme heat is expected in most of the country. And two wins, a draw and a lost match for Romanian football teams in the Europa Conference League qualifiers. Prime Minister Nicolae Tuka promised that Romania will have the necessary natural gas to cover demand for the coming winter. The Prime Minister said that more than 1.6 billion cubic meters of gas is already stored and the energy plan stipulates 80% of the total capacity will be reached by November the 1st. Meanwhile, he said that in spite of the drought, there is enough wheat to cover the domestic demand and export commitments, and that there are no reasons to worry about the maize and sunflower crops. We have more on this after the news. The Prime Minister of Romania, Nicolae Tuca, has today asked prefects to conduct information and prevention campaigns so that people are aware of the risks entailed by the high temperatures and that activities to mitigate the effects of the heat wave may be coordinated. He added that it was important for all localities to have cooling shelters and medical teams providing assistance and free water. Prime Minister Chuka also requested the authorities to take steps to ensure navigability on the river Danube. The low water flow has made it nearly impossible to navigate the Danube, with several vessels stranded in sand and scores of cruise ships cancelling their stopovers in the port of Giurgiu over the past month. Nearly 7,400 new COVID cases were reported over the past 24 hours out of around 24,400 tests, the authorities announced on Friday. Over 2,600 COVID-19 patients are hospitalized, 171 of them in intensive care. Seven COVID-related deaths have also been reported. Hospitals are beginning to take measures, including increasing the number of beds set aside for COVID patients, regular staff and patient testing, and cancelling visiting hours in order to reduce the risk of infection. The Romanian border police announced today that 11,511 Ukrainian nationals entered Romania on Thursday, 
4.5% fewer than the previous day. According to a news release, border checks are conducted efficiently and in line with the national and EU legislation, and border police units are working at full capacity. Turkey announced an agreement was reached which would enable Ukraine to export grains via Black Sea routes. The deal is to be signed in Istanbul today by officials from Ukraine, Turkey, Russia and the United Nations. Three main provisions in the agreement are already known. First, Russia must guarantee ceasefire during the shipments. Secondly, Ukraine must guide grain ships in and out through mined port waters. And finally, Turkey, supported by the United Nations, is to inspect ships in order to dispel Russian fears of weapon smuggling. This is the first major agreement reached by Russia and Ukraine since the start of the invasion. We end with sports. Romanian football champions CFR Cluj won 3-0 against Interclub Descald of Andorra, played on Thursday night on home turf in the first leg of the second round of Europa League qualifiers. In the same competition, the winners of Romania's Cup, Sepsi OSK Svantu Gheorghe, defeated 3-1 at home the Slovenian side Olimpia Ljubljana. Romania's two other representatives in Europa Conference League played away from home. Universitatea Craiova drew against the Albanian side Vlasnia Shokoder 1-0 and vice-champions FCSB were defeated by FC Saburtalo Tbilisi of Georgia. To wrap up the news bulletin, here is a look back at our top stories today. Prime Minister Nikolae Tuka says Romania will have the necessary gas to cover demand for the coming winter. Romanian weather experts warn that extreme heat is expected in most of the country and two wins, a draw and a lost match for Romanian football teams in the Europa Conference League qualifiers. Romania will have enough gas and cereals for consumption, says Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Ștefan Stoica. Oil is about money, gas is about geopolitics, an energy expert noted recently referring to Russia's actions in its open diplomatic, economic and essentially ideological conflict with the West. Moscow has reopened one of the pipelines delivering natural gas to Europe, but Europe has understood that it can no longer rely on Russian gas and that for the majority of European states this isn't even ethical in light of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This is why the European Union has been trying to diversify its supply sources while trying to convince member states to use resources sensibly and to save energy for the next winter. 
The prospect of reducing their gas consumption has reawakened painful memories for the Romanians who experienced the nightmare of the final years of the communist dictatorship, when they were shivering with cold in their homes in winter. This is probably why the politicians in power are treating this subject with optimism, an approach that is nevertheless backed by figures. Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă said there are no fears at the moment that Romania may run out of natural gas next winter. More than 1.6 billion cubic meters are already in stock, the initial plan being to reach 80% of storing capacity by November the 1st, the Prime Minister said. Noi ar fi trebuit ca până la 1 august să ajungem la 46%, 57%. The plan was to reach 46% of storing capacity by the 1st of August, 57% by the 1st of September, 66% by the 1st of October, and 80% by the 1st of November. Looking at the figures, we are exceeding the level committed to. And at the end of last week, our stocks had 200 million cubic meters more than we had in the same period last year. So there are no fears at the moment that Romania may not have the needed gas in the 2022-2023 winter. That was Romanian Prime Minister. The reduction of consumption, as requested by the European Union, is a precautionary measure, says the Prime Minister. However, the prolonged drought has caused another major challenge, one that the government must address. What happens with the cereal crops? The Prime Minister said there is enough wheat to supply domestic demand and even to export. There is also no reason for concern with respect to the corn and sunflower crops, he added. The autumn crops are being harvested and, looking at the figures I've received, it's very clear that we have enough wheat for domestic consumption, for seed planting and even to export. We shouldn't worry about the corn and sunflower crops either, as figures are again showing that there are enough quantities to ensure the needed demand. It's the duty of each government to ensure food, heating and energy during winter for its citizens, and that's exactly what we're doing. Prime Minister Chuka has promised. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, Sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend with me, Eugen Nasta. Four Romanian football teams on Thursday played their scheduled games as part of the Conference League European competition. Two of the teams won their confrontations, one team succeeded a draw, while the fourth team sustained a defeat away from home. Emerging as winners were the teams that played their home fixtures. Holder CFR Cluj defeated Andorra's Interclub de Scold 3-0. Scoring for CFR was the Spaniard Hefte Betanco, who in five minutes turned a penalty kick into a goal. Then CFR's Croatian footballer scored again in minute 38, while Inter de Scold's only Romanian footballer Raul Feher scored an own goal in minute 84. If they advance to the competition's further stage, CFR Cluj play Shakhtar Saligorsk of Belarus. 
Romanian Cup winners Shepsi Srantugiorje succeeded a 3-1 home win against Olympia Ljubljana of Slovenia, coming from behind when the guests already had a 1-0 lead on the pitch. Late into the first half, Mariusz Stefanescu scored Shepsi's first goal. Then Nikolai Paun scored the second goal in minute 84, while Olympia's Austrian player Mateo Haramatic scored an own goal in added time. However, the qualification will be decided in Slovenia this coming Thursday. If they make headway into the competition, Shepsi will next play Rijeka of Croatia or the Gordons of Sweden. In the first leg, the Swedish team grabbed a 2-1 away win. In Škoder, Universitata Krajova drew against Albanian team Vlasnia 1-0. Late into the first half, Universitata's Andrei Ivan scored the opener. The guest team wasted a lot of other opportunities to score, while Vlasnia's Ardit Hochai took advantage of his team's only scoring opportunity and provided the equaliser on 51 minutes. If they advance to the competition's further stage, Universitata Krajova face Ukrainian team Zarya Lugansk. Utterly disappointing was FCSB's 0-1 defeat by Georgian opponent Saburtalo away from home. The game's only goal was scored by Levan Nonikashvili in minute 40. If they succeed a comfortable win in the return leg, FCSB will next take on Faro team Vikinko or Slovakia's Donajska Streda in the Conference League's third preliminary round. In the first leg, Donajka won 2-0 away from home. Matches counting towards the Romanian Football Super League's second round are scheduled at the weekend. On Friday, CS Miovent play Faro Constanza. On Saturday, FC Voluntar are pitted against FC Botoshan in Mioven. On Sunday at noon, Shepsis Fontugiorgi play a home fixture against FC Argis. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. It's the hit of the day next. The band Voltage with a song called The Best Years. La, 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 la.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. The future starts today. Hello and welcome to The Future Starts Today. Implemented by NASA with support from the European Space Agency, the ESA, the Artemis program aims to put a human crew on the moon, which for the first time would include a woman. The plan is for the third Artemis mission to launch astronauts towards the Earth's natural satellite in 2025. This would be the first team to land on the moon over 50 years after the Apollo 17 mission. As part of this collaboration, the ESA provides the European Utility Module for Orion, the energy source that provides propulsion for the spaceship. In order to set common principles, directives and best practices applicable to the entire program for the peaceful exploration of the Moon, of Mars, as well as comets and asteroids, NASA has introduced a series of declarations, the so-called Artemis Accords, which Romania signed in early March. Romania became the 16th signatory country which, next to the others, takes on the responsibility to take all necessary measures to ensure that entities, as well as private operators who act in its name, comply with the principles stated by these documents. Physicist Marius Ioan Piso, PhD, who signed the documents on behalf of Romania, said, quote, we joined the Artemis Moon Exploration Program first and foremost out of a spirit of collaboration. One of the most clear benefits of participating in this unique mission is Artemis's ability to be a magnet to draw the young generation towards science, discovery, innovation, which robots cannot yet do. It is also a means of shifting the focus from conflicts between people to the challenge of discovering, exploring, and defending the planet. End of quote. The Artemis Accords contain, reaffirm, and develop several principles of space law in line with the norms and practices that derive from the treaty that has been governing, since 1967, the activity of states in the exploration and use of extra-atmospheric space. These are principles such as peaceful exploration, transparency, emergency assistance, provision of scientific data, and the conservation of heritage. The principles set by these accords are meant to apply to civilian space activities run by the line agencies of each signatory. Speaking on Radio Romania, Marius Ioan Piso explained that the 55-year-old treaty is still standing. There are no changes. We are talking about fine-tuning that do not exchange its essence, but are needed to adapt to present conditions. The problems under discussion, the fundamental problems, are firstly related to property on other planets celestial bodies, 
areas of the universe. This is one discussion. Then there are issues related to resources, the use of resources in space, meaning the possibility of modifying the universe to bring resources down to Earth. There is one topic that is obvious for everyone, that of peaceful use. There are no other changes. The fine-tuning is for resources, first and foremost, where there is a European initiative. A space resource center has been set up in Luxembourg for Europe, so we can maintain the parallel between space law and maritime law. Instead of the moon, we can think of Antarctica. The differences are very small. The differences are only in terms of the capacities and costs needed for various purposes. In terms of resources from space, we are talking about the hypothetical diamonds in meteorites and asteroids, which are being sought, or hypothetical heavy metals, says Dr. Piso. At the same time, in the case of the Moon, the concentration of helium-3, the heavy isotope, is significantly higher than on Earth, and that could be more easily used for future fusion reactors, so we are talking about a commercial use. However, the head of the Romanian Space Agency added, The moon is essential for science, first and foremost. The moon can offer places to set up detectors, measuring systems for experiments that cannot be successfully performed on the Earth. Also, the moon can provide us with much information about what happened and what happens with the area of near space. The surface of the moon works as a sort of recorder, a tape of history for the four or five billion years it has been around, and these things can be deciphered. I want to also talk a very important role that the moon has, that of using it as a springboard for missions towards other planets. Mars, for instance. Flights can take off from there much easier, because you can use its very low gravity, which is six times lower than that of the Earth. And this could be the third purpose. The signing ceremony of the Accords was attended by NASA Administrator Bill Nelson, who said that now, more than ever, we have to work across borders in order to consolidate partnerships and assure the peaceful use of extra-atmospheric space. This has been The Future Starts Today. For some more music next, let's listen to the band Byron with a song called Dream Eaters.
Next, on Radio Romania International, broadcasting from Bucharest... Foreign student in Romania. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Our guest today is Eden Fidman of Israel. He graduated a Romanian language course at the Faculty of Letters of the Alexandru Ioan Cuza University in Iași and is to become a student of the Grigore Popa University of Medicine and Pharmacy in the same city. Here is Eden Firdman introducing himself. Mă numesc Eden Firdman și sunt din Israel. În prezent lucrez în domeniul IT pe calculator. My name is Eden Firdman and I'm from Israel. Currently I work in the IT field and this year I want to start studying general medicine in Yash. Between 2020 and 2021, Eden learned Romanian by attending the Romanian language course for foreigners, organized by the chair of Romanian for foreigners, established in 1974 with the Alexandru Ioan Cuza University's Faculty of Letters. Currently, it is part of the Department of Romanian Studies, Journalism, Communication Sciences and Compared Literature. Eden Fidman told us why he chose to study medicine in Romania. Am ales să studiez facultate de medicină în România, teoarece și tatăl meu. I chose to study medicine in Iași because my father is a graduate of the dental medicine faculty and my mother is Romanian and we also have relatives in Iași. I like people in Romania. They are welcoming and friendly. I also like the weather. The preparatory year was mainly online, but I managed to meet with some students from various countries and it was very interesting. We asked Eden what his hobbies are when he's not very busy with the job he currently has in Israel in the IT field. In timpul liber, îmi place să stau pe calculator, să mă întâlnesc cu prieteni. In my spare time, I like to navigate the internet, to meet with my friends and to do sports. In autumn this year, Eden Fidman will leave Israel and start attending classes at the Grigora de Popa University of Medicine and Pharmacy in Yash. In the end of our talk, the young man told us how he sees his professional future. Ca profesia, doresc să fiu medic chirurg pentru că e o profesie interesantă. I want to become a surgeon because I think it's both interesting and something that I can help people with. I like to work with people and for people. Right now I'm thinking that probably after graduation I will go back to Israel, but you can never tell what will happen next. In the meantime, I wish all my friends and family in Romania all the best. Good health and hope to see you soon.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is music highlights. I'm Eugen Nasta. A legendary harp is the theme of a recital jointly hosted by the Romanian Cultural Institute in London and the Romanian cities of Bistrița, Deva and Bucharest. To begin with, here is the Pane Orjos Kazako Trio playing the harp, the piano, the clarinet respectively, performing Fantasy After Rigoletto by Giuseppe Verdi. Here are harp player Adriana Kazaku, pianist Juana Korjos, and clarinet player Petru Pane once again, with an excerpt from Gabriel Fores Pavan. Percussionist Irina Radulescu was on a national tour over June the 1st and the 18th. A marimba virtuoso, Irina Radulescu had a repertoire made of works by Keiko Abe, Jean Kaczynski, Jovan Neboisha Zivkovic, Anna Ignatovic Glinska 
and John Satas. Here is Musical Flash Mob, composed and performed by Irina Radulescu, followed by an excerpt from Departures by French composer Emmanuel Sujourne. Performing are Irina Radulescu on the marimba and Razvan Florescu on the vibraphone.
Living Romania. Next in this broadcast, stay tuned for... The Book Club. Hello, I'm Cristina Matescu with a new installment in our series dedicated to Romanian fiction in translation. Today we're going to look at four entertaining books to read this summer, spanning different genres, from romance to historical fiction, fantasy and spy thriller. So stay tuned. Let's begin with a book published in English in 2018 and called Life Begins on Friday by Ioana Părvulescu, the winner of the European Union Prize for Literature. Translated by Alistair Ian Blyth and published by Istros Books, Life Begins on Friday is set during the last 13 days of the year 1897. The story begins on a snowy Friday when a young man is found lying unconscious on the outskirts of Bucharest. No one knows who he is or how he got there, not even himself, but from the way he is dressed it appears he comes from far away, as indeed the reader eventually discovers. The plot thickens with the discovery nearby of the body of another man, a young aristocrat who is dying after having been mortally wounded. Speaking at the launch of the book in Romania, the critic Vlad Zografi said the book can be interpreted on several different levels. Ioana Părbulescu's novel can be read in different ways. It can be viewed as a detective novel, a period novel or an atmospheric novel. For me, it is first and foremost a novel about time. It's like a photograph taken at the end of 1897, a very detailed photograph, which someone tears in two. One half stays with the author and doesn't change, while the other half is in the hands of the readers and changes in time. In this book, Ioana Părbulescu asks you to glue the two pieces back together. The effect is of something that both fits and doesn't fit at one and the same time. Life in Bucharest at the end of the 19th century is vividly and painstakingly recreated, with the bustling city itself emerging as one of the central characters in the book. Streets and buildings, interiors, objects and clothes are all faithfully depicted. In fact, Pervulescu is also well known in Romania as a historian of the city of Bucharest, having written a series of books about the city's past intended for a wider public, which have enjoyed a lot of success on the local market. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Doina Rushdi is another Romanian best-selling author who has been mining Bucharest's past in her work. Her latest title to be published in English by Neem Tree Press is called The Book of Perilous Dishes and is inspired by an old manuscript she came across in the National Archives. Set in Bucharest at the end of the 18th century, the book is a playful mix of historical fiction and fantasy and makes for some very entertaining read, as its translator, James Christian Brown, told Neem Tree Press. It's a very engaging story, uh, one that keeps the reader's attention from the beginning to, to the end with uh, a whole lot of surprises along the way. It combines the sort of detailed recreation of the past that 
you'd expect to find in a historical novel with uh, a story about uh, a young character coming of age through the experiences that she has and also uh, a fair dose of the fantastic and it combines a, a brisk narrative with um, the sort of poetic images that are characteristic of Doina's style. Doina Rushdi is well known in Romania as a writer of historical and speculative fiction in which he explores aspects of fantasy and the supernatural as well as darker themes such as political corruption. Immensely readable, her novels enjoy great commercial success in Romania. As did the Book of Perilous Dishes, which was first published in 2017 and quickly became a best-selling title. The next title we're recommending today as making perfect summer reading is a coming-of-age novel written by Mihail Sebastian and called The Town with Acacia Trees, published by Aurora Metro Books and translated by Gabby Ray. Sebastian is one of the most widely translated Romanian authors and is mostly known to English readers for his novels and journals documenting life in interwar Romania at a time when anti-Semitism was rife. As a Jew himself, Sebastian was at the receiving end of this hostility. However, The Town with Acacia Trees, which was written in 1931, captures none of this fraught atmosphere. Translator Gabby Ray describes it as a witty novel and a bittersweet celebration of youthful aspirations, written at a time when Sebastian himself was trying to live the life of a normal young man, going to concerts, flirting with girls, while the world around him was falling apart, his closest friends ostracizing him for his Jewish background, during a period when much of the Romanian intelligentsia was moving towards nationalism. Set in Mihail Sebastian's own hometown of Braila, the novel is also about what it was like to be an adolescent in a small town in interwar Romania. It is told from the perspective of Jelu and follows a group of adolescents. Jelu's love interest, Adriana, who can be considered in fact the central character of the book, and their friends. We follow them as they meet and gossip, listen to gramophone records, discuss great ideas, flirt and fall in love. The novel describes the atmosphere of a Romanian provincial town between the two world wars, some of the local traditions, the most important events in the life of the town, the engagements and breaks up of the local high life and the love scandals. All these are just the backdrop for the journey of the book's heroine, Adriana, as she progresses from a daydreaming adolescent to a worldly young woman. The final title we're discussing today is not a translation, but a book written in English by Romanian-American first-time author William Maz, who describes it as the Russian doll of a novel, a love story inside a spy thriller inside a historical novel. The book is called The Bucharest Dossier and was published in the US by Ocean View Publishing. Set during the violent anti-communist uprising that took place in Romania in December 1989, it is inspired by true events to tell a captivating story full of mystery, adventure as well as romance. The Bucharest dossier also draws on the author's own experience. Like William Maz, the main protagonist of the book, CIA analyst Bill Heflin, was born in Romania and has Greek ancestry, having emigrated with his family to the US when he was very young. 
He gets to return to his home country, Romania, at the insistence of his asset in the KGB, becoming embroiled in events that are not always what they seem to be. Our hero is Bill Hefflin. Bill Hefflin, a little bit like the author, is an expat, Romanian, who uh, has been convinced to join the CIA. Unlike any other analyst, he's got his own mole working inside the KGB codename Forrest. Codename he gave him. We don't know if it's a Forrest or a Natasha, but, you know, male or female. Well, Forrest sends a message, come to Bucharest to create history, not to observe, watch, but to create history. Well, it is December of 1989, so that's unique because it is a point where the uh, Berlin Wall has fallen. All the other satellite, communist satellite Soviet countries have changed from a communist system to a some sort of democracy anyway. Only one country remains, and that's Romania. Heflin's decision to come to Bucharest is also motivated by his desire to seek out Pusha, his childhood love from Bucharest, and who over the years had acquired larger-than-life qualities in his imagination, a character based on the author's own childhood love. With questions about the 1989 Romanian anti-communist revolution still unanswered to this day, William Maz also uses his book to propose his own scenario about the violence and about who else may have been pulling the strings from behind the stage. And that's all in the book club today. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk To end this broadcast, let's listen to Gheorghe Palcu with the dance song. Ma 
our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15.320 and 17.670 kHz. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>